And welcome to the People's Pitch, my friends. This is the one and only official podcast of your Minneapolis City SC. I am your host, Nate, and joining me, as always, is the Gomez Adams to my Uncle Fester, (laughs) John Bisworm. John, we are only days away from kicking off at the Nelly. Can you even contain yourself, man? I mean, it's it's year two, Nate. I'm going to act like I've been there before. So, uh, I'm chill, man. I'm, I'm ready to go though. Uh, you know, we were just talking off air here. This can't start soon enough. That's absolutely right. As a fan, I'm so excited and appropriately tonight's show is all about going to the max. And I'm not talking about the burger joint on saved by the bell. We are giving it 100% to the fans. We have a great lineup tonight for everyone. First of all, I'm going to I'm going to do a little NPSL North football manager. We're going to figure out uh we're going to I'm going to do some lineup speculation and John is going to shoot me down. Uh, and then in the house tonight on the on the uh, internet line, we have City New Boy defender Max Kent here for a chat. Uh, and then of course, you and I John are going to discuss the upcoming U of M friendly that will be taking place this Friday at Edor Nelson Field. Are you ready for this, John? I am ready. Are you ready, Max? Yeah, for sure. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's do it. John, the season is so close that I can smell it. All of the speculation is about to come to an end, and I cannot wait for all the suckers <laughs> to be silenced. But that doesn't mean that we can't speculate a little tonight. Uh, I want to talk to you some about lineups, and I know you can't give away any trade secrets or any uh, any locker room uh you know mischief, but based on what I've seen from the team, what I've heard from uh, heard from you in the interviews and such, and uh, and learned from uh, playing FIFA, I've got some scenarios for you. Do you want to go through them? Yeah. Before we start, what part can you smell so closely about oh. the season? <laughs> it's like a mixture of like dirty laundry. Like, no, there's it's so fresh. It's clean laundry. It's unused jerseys and and backpacks and mowed grass and just and beer a lot of beer <laughs> yeah so you, you're all you're smelling all the good parts okay mm-hmm. i just wanted to make sure i make sure all right throw your scenarios at me so i can just completely just operate in the gray area for the for this part of the show yeah that's fair so i think w- where this comes from of course is there's there's so much talent everyone we've been we've been told over and over again that there's so much talent on this team when we take a look at the roster when we when we take a look at what some of these returning guys did either last season or in the US Open Cup it's like we've got a uh, we've got an overwhelming amount of 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 depth and and there's so much speculation out there as far as like how are pieces going to plug in and that sort of thing so the first thing i want to do is start with maybe Friday's lineup against Minnesota, right? So, <laughs> so with Friday's lineup against against Minnesota, I know that there is gonna there are some guys that are not gonna be there. Uh, I've taken a look ahead of time at our little agenda that we've got going. So this is gonna be based on guys that I know will be there. And of course, uh, where would we start? We can't start without our captain in goal, Matt Elder. I believe he'll probably start the game, and I think you're gonna swap out. Uh, the new guy Peter, maybe at the half, just to get him some looks and to get him uh, get him feeling feeling good about being part of the team. Uh, the back line, of course, is gonna is gonna provide us uh, with probably our biggest advantage, something to lock us down. Um, knowing that there's a lot of guys that are still in school and there's some guys that maybe won't be won't be showing based on jobs and things, I'm gonna say the back line is gonna be anchored by AJ and Joey. I think uh, I think they'd make a couple good uh, center backs. I'm gonna say AO is gonna be out on the right, and you'll probably need Charlie on the left because I don't know if Abdallah will be back yet. Am I right? Um, he will not be back. It, let me know when you want me to kind of chime in to yeah, to so provide you some some dynamite here. Yeah, give me one sec because then I think Max being on the phone with us, Max is gonna be the 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 number one sub 
Uh, he's going to slide in as soon as AJ and Joey need, need a breather, as soon as we want to take a look at what Max can do. How far off am I? Um, you know, I would say you're not too far off, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think I don't know what Adam's going to do, and I don't want to pretend uh, to know what Adam's going to do. I trust him fully. Um, I think that, you know, the, the guy on the other line here will uh, – Will probably agree with me that he'd like to uh, to maybe be in the in the center pairing in the back line, but I don't think you can go wrong with whether you have Max back there, you have AJ, you have Joey, you have anyone back in, in the center piece. Um, you know, Adam may go with two players that he's had before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's not slighting you at all, Max. So no worries there. Um, but he might go with uh, people that he he's used to. So I think that you're you're pretty spot on. Um, you know, if I had to predict. Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is a reflection of what we saw in the u.s open cup uh not bad not a bad way to start the to start the friendly out and then of course mixing max in would be great i've got the team as a kind of a four one four one maybe i don't know how how i want to explain this but i'm gonna say that miles is gonna because i know that dan and and coleman probably will not be here uh, on friday so i'm gonna say miles is gonna hold it down on a, a defensive mid role, I think he's going to be play a little bit advanced or defensive mid, but that's that's my prediction there. I think Martin is going to play right in the middle of the field and just control the pace of play, just like he did with the U.S. Open. He's going to be all over the place, and I'm excited to see him in action once again. And then, of course, um, we're going to need a link to the forwards and to the to the wings. So I've got Wex coming in of, at his uh, at his where he's comfortable that at that attacking midfielder role. Uh, and I really can't see him any other place, at least for this Friday. I think there's a couple weird scenarios where we might throw him throw him wide. But uh, those are my those are my midfielders. And then I've got on the right uh, on the right wing I've got Will Will Kid, who I think has earned a starting spot this season. But we'll get into that based on his goal scoring ability. Uh, and then on the left we're gonna get I think we're gonna get a look at uh, at. At Javi, at Javi Alcantara, because uh, I think Whitney might is not a hundred percent for this game. Am I correct? Um, you are correct in that uh, Whitney Whitney's still uh, fighting the ankle injury that he picked up against um, Shattuck early yeah. on in the Shattuck game. So yeah. um, I know he's trying real hard to get back on the field. Um, he he's gonna start. Um, you know, coming to tra- he's gonna come to training on Wednesday and, and see how he, how it is. But we're obviously not gonna rush him back to play in a in a friendly. He'll, no. he'll be. He'll be all good once uh, once season starts. But as far as the rest of the lineup you have, I actually am not going to comment on it because I think they're you're going to be surprised at the differences that you're going to see in the midfield um, based off of what you had. Really? All right. That's exciting to that's exciting to hear. Um, I just know from from what you've talked about in other games that especially against the Shat in the Shattuck game that uh, that Miles is a threat that can come from come from deep and you know I just know that that's his. Uh, that's kind of his his good position, and then of course we got Timmy Timmy up top. Um, I think maybe he might be able to he might be able to come off for Javi. And I know there's a couple of the trial guys, and we've got our development players that are going to be going to be in the mix. So they will be uh, they'll be plugged in as needed. But that's that is my prediction is a uh, is a four one four one for this uh, for this Friday. Uh, sounds like I'm going to be made to look a fool but that's okay i'm gonna keep with that formation for my for my season prediction i think my optimal uh lineup for this season is gonna be uh is gonna be the same it's gonna be four in the back we're gonna have one holding midfielder we're gonna have um two midfielders one will be advanced a little bit more and then we're gonna have two guys on the wing and one target man uh at least that's kind of based on our depth that's where i see that's where I see us being a little successful. I do have a crazy, a crazy lineup that I want to get into, John. But yeah, uh, go ahead. But let's go. Let's go with the the standard four one four one that I had, and that's of course starting lineup being Ba, Coleman, Trey, and Ao across the back. I know we'd like to mix Joey and Engel in, and of course Max as well. We've just got so much depth at at, at defense um, that even on the even on the wings you've got. Ao Charlie and Nick Hines. You've got Ba Kevin Hoof. Um, there's just so so much talent uh, at our in, in our defense that it's hard to be able to predict who's going to plug in when and how throughout the season. I like uh, I like Dan O'Brien starting off as our 
as our holding defensive mid. I think if he if he can't start the season, um, ba- based on schedule or, or or if he if he picks up a knock, then of course Steve is is great to plug in there. AJ is great to plug in there. Um, but uh, I think we want to I want to see what the what the old pro can do. Um, and of course Martin in that same role. Wex in that same role. Martin and Miles would be able to swap out nicely. Wex and Samo would be able to swap out nicely. And in the wings, like I said, I think Will Kidd has earned a starting spot um, based on based on his uh, goal scoring ability. He was awfully prolific last year. Um, Goose could always be a, a nice sub, uh, one way or the other, for for some speed, for some added speed when we really have to when we really have to press and pressure that pressure that defense. Um, Whitney, of course, on the left. Javi mixing it in on the wings. Javi mixing it in uh, on attack with uh, with Timmy and Connor being the guys being the guys that are up top. Again, who knows? These guys are so flexible as far as where they can play. But they that can just all touch seems, their toes. Yeah, on paper, this just seems like uh, like the easy the easy roster to kind of plug and play. How far off am I? Um, I think there's quite a few spots where, uh, <laughs> you're off. Um, I, uh, so I'm trying to be very judicious here and, uh, and not go not, too deep. Not trying to give up any secrets. Not, yeah. I think the, the main thing that I think you'll be surprised in is a lot of people, um, that we've kind of had, you know, talking about how we're going to set up and who's going to be where. I think the one person that you're going to be surprised with is um, a more advanced role for Javi. Um, yeah. Getting him linked closer into the attack than okay. having him um, being pinned back more defensively on a wing. Hmm. I think that his strengths are best suited for going forward with the ball and looking yeah. to go forward than having to put in a, half of his shift on the defensive end. Um, I also think that you'll be surprised, and although he, he played in, in the back line for 150-plus pro games, uh, I don't think you're going to see Coleman putting in too much of a shift in the defensive end. I, I would suggest, if I, if I had uh, anything to say about it, that he'd be in a little bit more of an advanced role connecting the back line and the front line, really with just his experience of, and how he reads the game. Um, but then again, I'm not Coach Adam, so right. What what do I know? Well, I, only that... know, I only know what to do when it comes to Open Cup time. So that leads into my kind of like third and crazy, uh, so crazy it might be true lineup. And and this one I I'm I'm putting forward as a three four three. I'm I'm going with a three man backline um, with uh, the backline being Max Trey and AJ. I think uh, if as with Trey as the sweeper and kind of Max and AJ as the as the guys that are going to be on the left and the right of them, that's that's pretty solid defensively, especially when you add in um, who I have in the middle of the field. So we've got, of course, holding it down uh, as center mids, O'Brien or Steve, um, and then Samo or Samo or Martin. There, um, I think those two guys, Samo especially for his ability to to be able to. Uh, lace a pretty accurate pass and be able to be kind of a link wide or forward from from the back um, because the the two guys on the on the left and the right that I have of that of that middle four are Coleman Brian Coleman and Will Kidd. I know in the past you've talked that you've wanted to see Will Kidd take on more of a more of a fullback role that he's that he has the ability as he grows to be able to, to be just as successful on offense as deep as on defense. So this kind of position gives him the ability to be able to, to, to use his speed to come back and defend when he has to, but add to the attack when he can. And I think that is uh that's, that, that could be pretty cool. I've got Charlie spelling will, and I've got uh, Abdallah spelling, spelling Coleman if he needs to with Wex uh, swapping out with Samo and, or Martin. And then I've got the three up top. So right in the middle, of course, would be Connor. Um, to the top right, I've got Goose in like a more forward attacking role, where he'd be able to kind of make those dangerous runs into the box that he was known for last year. And on the left, I've got Whitney and or Javi uh, coming in, uh, making those making those runs on that side. I think if we could get, you know, that many guys forward on attack. 
knowing the quality of our defense and knowing the quality of our goalkeeping, uh, that could be kind of a nuts formation that might work. <laughs> um, yes, it could work, Nate. Um, I, can t- <laughs> I, <laughs> I can tell you've been playing a lot of FIFA lately because the 3-4-3 is uh, it's definitely a, a video game type formation. Um, you know, I... I would not prefer it if I were in charge. Um, so I'm not. I'm not really going to get into where you guys have, where you kind of have guys situated. But if, if we were to play a three-four-three, you are correct. Having that many players pressing and and attacking, and with the ability of all of our defenders and and our goalkeeping, you are right that that's going to be tough for anyone to stop. Um, do you do you start out a season in that formation? Probably not. Um, but the ability to play multiple formations, I think, is something that we have over other teams in the in the North Conference. Yeah, I mean, I think what attracted me to this is that we've got Coleman. <laughs> you'd be able to get Coleman and Will uh, in, you know, Coleman, of course, in his traditional fullback role that he came that he kind of came up in. He's going to be able to um, move forward into that attack the way that you're looking for him. To be able to do will being able to develop into that into that kind of a role that that you've talked about in the past, which is you know obviously kind of kind of a stretch, but kind of nuts. Um, and then we've got you know you've got guys like like you said, Javi moving into the attack, being able to roam a little bit and play a little behind uh, Connor if he needs to be in, in more of an unadjusted ten. Anyway, could be crazy, but I uh, those are kind of my uh, those are my insane predictions for for this season. Obviously, I've been re- I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm super excited about it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know that is like I said, so crazy it just might might work. You know, yeah. Nate, that that's why I like you, man. You're crazy. I like your moves. I like your style. Um, <laughs> we'll have to see how, how how accurate you are. It's one of those things where we've got so many players that are so good that it's hard to choose who to play where, and it's hard to. Hard to envision how this is going to be, how this is going to come to life. Well, I, I think I, I'll kind of end it on, it, it's real easy to decide where they're going to play. It's going to be at Augsburg College this year. Oh, that's... See, see what I did there? Dad jokes. <laughs> dad, yeah, total dad jokes. <laughs> Anyways, all right, enough about lineups. So, mm-hmm. um, to the meat of our show today, most uh, of the players we've kind of had on the show this preseason have been names that you've heard of. Um, from the past year or so, or at least um, in the Open Cup run. But today, we bring you a new boy to the city roster, one that comes to us via St. Louis Park by the way of McAllister College, where he's just concluded his freshman season. You heard him before, uh, defender Max Kent. Max, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Thanks. no no problem, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So um, great to have you, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So... Since your uh, your emergence onto the scene, you've become kind of a mysterious cult figure uh, to city fans on the internet, and this is, you know, probably a new pair of of shoes for you to be in. How has it been so far since you signed for signed for city? You know, I was actually just talking to a, a couple buddies uh, here at Mac about the underground um, soccer scene that I just really didn't know about. You know, prior to like two months ago, when I first kind of ran into like. The citizen or the you know supporter group pages on tw- on Twitter and Facebook, and I was like, dang, there's a lot, you know, there's there's a untapped uh, supporter support group for soccer here in the Twin Cities that I just really didn't ever know about. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been surreal kind of getting to know the, like people and how much people really are jacked up about this season. Um, so I mean, as you can imagine, as a player, it's it's the dream, you know, uh, to have all that anticipation. Yeah, you're. Uh, I think you're 100% correct, Max. In that you know, until you really dive into this, you don't know kind of what's lurking in the shadows <laughs> as far as yeah. soccer is concerned. You know, you'll you'll see what the you know you read about what these people have to say about you know yourself and other other members of the team or the organization. But until you actually physically see some of these people, it really doesn't make any sense. And it might not even make sense after you see them. Um, but the cool thing is, is that we started this thing and then now they're, they're all in on it, which is, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Look, it's, it's remarkable. Um, it's remarkable. Everything from social media to, uh, you know, pictures of people um, online that you, when you Google uh, Minneapolis city, uh, it's, it's incredible. 
<laughs> that's the true. That's the that's the true test of a player is when you want to when you're like, yeah, I can play for a team that's got a guy that paints himself pink as a supporter. <laughs> All right, so Max, as far as um you as a player, um you know as we have guys on here, we we talk a little bit about kind of your your background. So you were a four year starter at St. Louis Park High School. You were a, a two time captain, I presume, your junior and senior year. Um, yeah, yeah. You were two-time All-Conference, um, and then you were uh, uh, first-team All-State your senior year. You were also the valedictorian of your senior class, so Whoa. also putting in the work on uh, on uh, in the books uh, in the books. Um, and then moving into um, college in your freshman season, you were voted um, All Mayak Conference Honorable Mention. And one stat that I, I noticed today when I was kind of doing a little more digging was. You played all but two minutes last year, which is very impressive. Um, what in your in your uh, your season? So I I think that is something you know that I would hang my hat on. Is there anything you know in that list that kind of stands out to you as maybe being one A? Uh, I mean, I always kind of pride myself on uh, the academic portion of it. Uh, you know, as much as like I like to. Um, it's fun to win accolades for sport for soccer. It's a team sport, so as, you know, as long as as we're doing well, that's when uh, you get acknowledged. And if you're not doing well, you can't really get acknowledged. Um, so you know, you can't. I can really only um, appreciate the the guys that surrounded me for the last um, you know 12 years of my life playing competitive soccer. Um, and but you know, that's why that stuff comes. So, uh, no, I mean, yeah, it, it was, uh, this season was remarkable in, in the fact that I got to play so much. Uh, it was a blessing and, uh, uh, didn't come, I didn't come, go into it thinking it would be that way. Um, but you know, it was, it was so fun. Uh, and I'm just jacked to have three more years, um, under my, or, you know, right left, I guess, to, uh continue getting better and continue uh pushing towards you know a national title yeah you got you got quite a bit of soccer left in those legs um but before we move on um you know a lot of people that we've talked to um you know that, that are on the roster this year um you know there, there's a heavy kind of division three um kind of spice sprinkled in and out of our our uh, our recipe here um were there any offers for you to play at a higher level than division three and and you know if so what were they and and if not what was what was the decision making process that made you select McAllister? yeah i mean there were there were a few uh division one programs uh a little bit some in michigan some in uh on the west coast um very dispersed uh the biggest thing for me was not was the academics um as much as i wanted to play soccer at a high level uh i also know that you know following my four years at, at you know playing collegiate soccer um i would i don't want to soccer is not going to be my uh you know lifestyle my life um i'd love i want to go into law uh go to law school um and do work with uh immigrant uh, immigration law and stuff like that um so i knew going into it that uh I wasn't trying to be a professional soccer player. I didn't want to um, sign my, you know, be completely invested in soccer 24-7, 365. Um, and, you know, that's why, that what, that's what really caught my attention from the D3 standpoint was it's, D, the Division three soccer uh, is, has progressed so much since, um, you know, the NCAA made it a sport. Um, and, you know, it's it's so competitive as people are realizing more and more, and you only have to look at the Maya to realize how, and really the amount of guys on this team who are from Division three schools to realize that it's a it's a high level of soccer. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't like a penalty for me to go to a Division three sure. school over a Division one school. Yeah, I was sure. fully aware of the level. I was fully aware of what I was getting myself into, and I don't regret it one bit. Nice. That's cool. I mean, that's good to have. I mean, there's not a lot of not a lot of kids straight out of high school have that kind of uh, that kind of vision or that kind of commitment to say, you know what, I'm really focusing on me, and I know exactly what I want to do with my life, or at least in the direction I want to go. And soccer could be part of it, but you know, that's 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 
admirable that you've put it you've put it second and still been so successful in this first year uh after high school last summer did you ever did you hear rumblings of what was going on over here with minneapolis city yeah yeah a little bit um i actually was i've been i've was goose's teammate uh a number of years ago along and in <clears throat> sorry steve's uh teammate a long time ago in at minneapolis united um and so when uh goose came to play with us last year before college uh he had mentioned he was playing for this team as well um and we actually scrimmaged uh you guys like very early on in the season so i think it was like a 3-1 win for you guys but you know nonetheless i was hearing what was happening and uh it was uh you know, I didn't really think about it too much uh, just because, you know, I had United, Minneapolis United. I had, uh, you know, other summer trainings. And I was like, I was, I, I know of you guys. I just never, like, thought, hmm, you know, I could play with them. So huh, that was cool. the extent of it. So you played your you played your club ball with, with Minneapolis United for most of your Yeah, yeah, for since, like, U13, so five, six years. Okay. So people across the internet look at semi-pro or amateur teams like us and, and perceive that making a, a player pay for a tryout is kind of just a cash grab. Um, mm-hmm. But in, in this case, um, for City, as you know, you know, you were the lone player that we actually signed to a full roster spot after an open tryout. Um, can you tell us, you know, how things unfolded for you and, and kind of how you got into the mix once you kind of – you just kind of mentioned you – um, you had heard of us, um, but you hadn't really thought about it yet. Kind of, how did it become to a thing where you you really wanted to make it make a, a run at it? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, after the season ended for uh, for college ball, uh, I was I was thinking more and more about like what I wanted to do to get better over the summer. And you know, obviously, I could have gone back and played with uh, the guys who I played with last summer, but. A lot of them aren't playing this year, or aren't playing in uh, school, so I wasn't like entirely, um, you know, trying to play with them, uh, even though it, they're a great group of guys. Um, but it was also just the idea of like, what, how can I get better? What, what's a good outlet for me to um, be pushed to a new level with the guys who know the game really well? And um, you know, I had been. I was thinking, I had thought of Goose a little bit just because I was like, you know, what are the D1 guys, what are the um, better players doing in the offseason, and realized that he's probably playing, those guys, him and Steve are probably playing here, so I was like, you know, why not take a shot, and consulted with my uh, my coach, uh, Greg Olson, about it a little bit, and, you know, he was, uh, told me, just try it out, give it a shot, and now here I am. So, <laughs> all right, a lot, lot of little factors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has have you always known him as Goose or Steve or because you no, you slipped no, and no. said so Ian? So I, those are two I, new I, nicknames, I, right? Yeah. Well, no, no. I've known Goose and, uh, as Goose since like I first saw his like brother put up a video about him as like the next Wayne Rooney. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so I know Goose as Goose for a while. Um, and it still is kind of ridiculous whenever I describe some, describe him to somebody, because um, it never rolls. Isaac never really ro- rolls out the tongue. But no, uh, Steve's a different. Steve's a different uh, nickname I've never heard. But it, obviously, he's he's a very good resemblance of uh, Stevie G. So <laughs> I, I, I can see that he warrants he warrants that name quite remarkably. So oh. uh, I wish there was know. a I wish there was a cool reason. Uh, you know why we call him Steve that it's connection connected to Steven Gerrard, but it's, yeah. it's not, it's totally no, it's random. Not. Okay. Well, <laughs> I thought it was, but you know, whatever. Which, yeah, no, it's, it's chill. Um, Might as well no, I've always, no, I've, yeah, no, it's there. It's uh interesting, whatever. So, so growing up out in St. Louis park, obviously, you know, as we've been talking about this, you've been in that same soccer solar system as a lot of these guys like Steve Goose, um, you're only a year or two removed from guys like Connor, Samo, and Will, uh, you know, who are coming from a little farther out east. And I'm sure there's some more guys that I'm missing. Um, does where, obviously, Goose was a huge influence on you getting involved with the city. Is that something that you looked at uh, otherwise, that other young metro area talent coming to city kind of, did that factor into your decision to play here? 
Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit. Uh, I was obviously intrigued by how well um, you guys had done in the past. Um, but really, I mean, it was it was more the just the guys who were on the team um, before. You know, I, I was I've always kind of played at like you said at my age, uh, and until college, it was you know the first time since you know my freshman year of high school that um, I've been pushed by upperclassmen guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, you know, what men's teams are there available? And then I was like, well, I think I can do better than men's league. Um, so, you know, what what kind of, like, prof- you know, not professional, but what kind of uh, middle point is there between men's league and, like, the highest level possible? And, you know, City has determined, like, has definitely shown itself with its roster that it has, it's that perfect, uh, that perfect spot for me to develop as a player. So, that's for sure. I mean, Goose, Goose is a, an incredible guy, incredible player. Same with Ian. Same with all those uh, guys who are a couple years older than me that you uh, mentioned. So it was definitely those kind of guys that were. I was like, they they're going to make me better players. They're training with them is is a is a blessing, a blessing and a half for sure. So this has been a year or you know two, I guess when you consider the last couple of years uh, yeah. of of first for you, right? First year playing in college soccer, and now you're moving into uh, playing at a, a pretty high level in the NPSL. Uh-huh pretty quickly uh what has initially been the the differences for you and the types of adjustments you had to make to your game um well they're both very different uh i mean college is is you spend two weeks basically eat sleep and uh training um and so for those you know two weeks of preseason you basically just get entrenched in this system so mm-hmm it's almost like a homogenous brain cell. Everybody's brain is clicked onto the same channel and um, everybody does, you know, there's no confusion of what's happening and everybody has just kind of a fixed mindset of how to play. Um, So it differs from NPSL because everybody comes from a distinct background, a distinct team um, and a distinct playing style that, you know, it's, it's fun in the fact that you get to like try to figure out these problems on the field. Um, Sometimes, sometimes in a nice way, sometimes in a little bit of a frustrating tone. Um, <laughs> but, you know, nonetheless, it, it, it they both uh, warrant some issues. They both warrant some benefits. Um, and it's, it's, it's both, they both offer a lot of learning opportunities. So like I said, it's, you know, I wanted to find a new atmosphere to grow as a player um, so I could come back next year to Mac and, you know, be a different guy but you know still be a uh player who you can you know can be relied on so yeah long long explanation but that's that's (laughs) how i feel about that question no that's cool so it's a situation of like look you've got your system at at McAllister that you've that you've learned and that you adhered to however you know playing outside of that system at a high level for the summer might give you some tools to succeed in ways that uh, you might not have known about if you yeah, hadn't done Yeah, for sure. It. No, yeah, it's, it's like spot on. And, and, you know, obviously, like you said, coupled with playing with guys who have, like Coleman, who have played at remarkable levels um, and all the guys who are playing at Division One programs, you know, it just offers you a whole new perspective on what you have to improve on as a player yeah. when you play with those guys. So, you know, I'm, I'm beyond um, happy and beyond excited to get this, you know, continue playing with them because, you know, I just want I want to get better as a player, and you know, I, I think they can do a lot with improving my game and pushing me and off and on the field. So, awesome. So, so speaking of on the field stuff with the team, um, what has your impression been so far with the staff and, and the and the teammates that you've you've come across? Because you're still you still haven't played with uh, a third of the roster so far. But what what do you what are you thinking so far when you when you come off the training pitch? It's incredible. Um, you know, obviously this this uh, podcast celebrates how, how dedicated the staff is and how uh, dedicated all the, the guys who are play kind of a supporting role um, off the field, like uh, you, John, and, you know, all the supporters and the other team managers. Um, but like you said, you know, it's, there's little – I've only, you know, scratched the surface of how 
um, great this this team can be um, because like there's so many guys yet to get to be at training and yet to have I've yet to play with. Um, so so, so who, you know, who have you been impressed with so far that uh, that you played with? Uh, I mean, back, I mean, I, the back line is for sure something. Yeah, you know, first thing I noticed, I, I love playing ne- or you know next to Charlie. I love playing next to Ao. Um, having that those guys with pace um, is something always you know a center back always likes to have. Um, guys who are willing to you know get crunch into tackles. Uh, Joey was a great guy to play with uh, alongside at Shattuck. Um, but somebody who's always stood out in my eyes, uh, I mean, I always thought that, uh, that uh, you know, Ben Wexler is, you know, an incredible player, so he stands out quite a bit. Same with Coleman being, I think he's, he just turned 33. Yeah, um, just turned 30, so, 33. Yeah, just turned 33. I mean, the fact that he, he can turn it on like that in training is, to me, the most impressive damn thing I've seen in a, in a while. <laughs> so, you know, there's a reason they call him the, the Hulk at one point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those guys are just a different level, and uh, it's it's fun as hell to play with them. Um, and, you know, I'm just, like I said, it's going to be fun to play with guys like Goose and Ian and uh you know Sam, who who are all coming back, and I know who can play at a high level and continue that trend. So, um, you know, who's provided you with the best advice so far? Oh, uh, yeah. Is that something you're seeking out? Like, are you are you always going to guys and saying, "What can I do?" Yeah. or "What you know? Yeah, what yeah, did yeah. you see?" Yeah, I mean, I've uh, I think it'd probably be uh, Coleman would probably be one of them. Uh, you know, he played at being kind of the the de facto leader um, on the field, um, you know, having all that experience playing the back line. Uh, he's provided me a, lo- a ton of information, a ton of um, advice about what to, you know, what what to do in certain situations, how to approach a situation um, that, you know, I never really thought of in a certain way. Um, Elder is also, you know, giving me a lot of good advice about um, the way he likes to play and how, you know, how much you know, I should, what I should be doing to um, best suit the team's playing style. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the guys you'd expect. Um, you know, obviously guys like uh, Miles is all, Miles has given me a lot of good feedback um, about how to defend for, you know, doing be- better job tracking forwards. And uh, I've, you know, always have taken that seriously and, um, you know, tried to get better in all those uh, areas that he and those two other guys have been uh telling me about so yeah i mean i can't explain every single guy but uh, <laughs> there's those, a lot of learning things. out there is what you're saying oh yeah it's, it's exponential it's exponential That's awesome. so awesome so a lot of us uh of course are are hearing are meeting you and hearing about you for the first time what can you tell them are your strengths and what kind of stuff can we expect from you in your first year of what we hope is going to be uh, a good career with city yeah yeah um i mean I think the first thing that most people notice is, uh, you know, because of my size, I can usually get a lot of stuff off my head, um, you know, whether it's clearing it or just playing off my head. Um, it's one of my stronger suits. Um, you know, I, I like to play a long ball, so, you know, trying to hit that ball across the field, um, you know, to Will, to Will Kidd or uh, Goose will, will definitely be something in the back of my mind. Um and, you know, as a defender, I, I, there's nothing much more I like to do than get into a crunching tackle or, um, you know, lock down a guy uh, when he has his back turned to me or, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, uh, can't think right off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, those are a couple of things that come to mind. That's cool. That sounds like a, that's a, that sounds like a compatible playing style, my man. Uh, cool, so two cool. or three years down the road, as we're talking about, like, what we hope, you know, is the first of many with City. Two or three years down the road, what are your hopes for for this club, and of course for your own for your own soccer development here? Yeah, yeah. Because um, you've already you've well, already been clear that like soccer isn't really isn't really a a career yeah. for you. It's not something you're looking forward to. You're, yeah, you're looking yeah. to do for the rest of your life. You know, what's that going to look like as you as you start to 
almost, you know, to move into graduation and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is that, you know, not wanting to play, you know, have soccer be my life does not mean I don't want to continue getting better. Um, just because I don't want to play, you know, strive to play in the MLS or strive to play USL soccer doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, fight every day to, um, to be a better player. Uh, it, it just means that, you know, at some point there's going to be there's gonna, I'm going to have to face the choice of, uh, you know, the opportunity cost of, of continuing to put all that effort into soccer. Um, but it's definitely not going to not gonna stop until, um, you know, I get to an age where it, it's detrimental to my career. And, you know, obviously that's, that's you know, four or five years from now. So, um, you know, as, as I look forward, it's not um, – I'm not going to stop get you know, improving my game every single day try to you know get as as good as I can be um, every single day it just means that I'm also going to be dedicating a lot of time towards how I want to you know how I where I want to see myself in uh, you know 10-15 years rather than just the four or five years I have looking um, that I'm looking at right now so it's very wise wise of you Max yeah (laughs) I I mean (laughs) go ahead I think the nice the nice part about you know what you're seeing with the organization is with the guys that are in town now that that aren't in school they they have found a way through our club to continue to have soccer as a thing while their their day interests are still important you know mm-hmm. and I yeah. think that you know I think you kind of hit it on the head where you know in in ten years from now are are you gonna you're not going to be the guy who's you know, trying to, to fight for a tryout at, at, a, at a higher level, but maybe this level is where you can continue to play, um, you know, to fulfill that, that itch that you have from a, from a soccer perspective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, obviously I want to I wanna get this close as far as it possibly can. Um, you know, I, I, like I've been doing a lot of research after, after doing, you know, being involved with you guys and um, you know, looking at how the MPSL is stacked up nationally, it's, I think it's so suitable that um, we have a shot at, at national at that national title, um, despite the you know great powers in the Southwest region and the you know across the Northeast. But you know, like you said, it's it's just because you know I don't want to play you know MLS soccer doesn't mean I'm not going to try to be the best player on the field every single day at training. So. You know, even though I'm I'm gonna be grinding in the in the classroom just as I'm gonna be grinding in the weight room just as much. So, um, yeah, I mean that's what you can expect from me, I guess. All right, I think uh, a lot of folks will be pretty excited to uh, to see you put uh, the money where the mouth is on that one. All right, well, <laughs> at this point in the show, it's time for the Lupian Automotive Speed Round. Are you familiar with the Speed Round? I'm not. Okay, what? well. A little a little plug first here. The People's Pitch Speed Round is brought to you by the wonderful people in the Valley of Gold at Lupian Automotive. Summer is here, and it's time to upgrade that winter car with something flashy. Don't miss out on turning heads of all those hotties. Head down to Lupian today visit or visit Lupian Automotive. Sorry, visit Lupian.com for more information. Okay, Max, here's how the speed round goes. There are ten questions. Um, I... Must have an answer before I go to the next question. I do emphasize the word speed. So you can take time to think, but we have to keep moving because we don't have all night. Um, I ask everyone, do you need, like, to take a little break? Do you need to stretch? Do you need, like, a glass of water or anything? Or are you you ready to dive in? I mean, what are these questions consisting of? Like, (laughs) I mean, that's – I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Okay, they consist of a lot of things. Um, all right, okay. so you're all good. All right, number one, what is the first name of this famous Green Bay Packer wide receiver from 1954 to 1967 who is known for his display of double-digit catches and two touchdowns in the first-ever Super Bowl? Huh. I'm going to – you are asking the wrong person. Vince Lombardi. No, uh, nobody's a no, real Packers fan. No, that is uh, that is Max McGee. So see, oh, see, I should have known. See, see what we did there. All right, number two. Yeah. Darthford FC competes in the sixth tier of English soccer. 
They hail from what city in England? I'm going to say like Kenton or something. You Kent. are close. Yeah, Kent. So, Kent. yes. So, uh, number one is Max. Number two <laughs> is Kent. Okay. Uh, number three, who is your favorite defender and why? Uh, I'm going to say Vincent Company, even though he's retired. Uh I mean, he has a lot of the same attributes as me. Large guy, but can move. Uh, can hit a pretty well, good, well placed ball, and uh, yeah, has a pretty good head as well. So he looks nice. like Shrek. If anyone, yeah, I mean, knows. yeah, he's not the greatest looking guy, but <laughs> you know, let's not hold that against hold that against him. No, looks don't win games, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so number four, what is and can you spell the last name of Coach Adam? Oh, P. R-I-B-Y-L. You are correct. Uh, I still have problems with that on a daily basis. All right, so if your game or playing style was a song title, what would it be? Uh, um, <laughs> wow. Um, dang, speed. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh Carry on my wayward son. That's, <laughs> All the, first right. that came, that's the first thing, song that came in my head. So, yeah. <laughs> That'll do, man. All right, number six. Uh, everyone gets one of these on the speed round. It's a would you rather question. Would you rather be a dragon or own a dragon? Own a dragon. Okay, is there a reason why you would want to own one instead of be one? You know, as, as pessimistic as it sounds uh, about society... I'm guessing that not many people look too friendly upon a dragon. So <laughs> as if I was a dragon, uh, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have many friends, but if I owned one, I think it would, uh, you'd have all the my, friends. <laughs> yeah. It'd increase my friendships, uh, ratio pretty, pretty exponentially. So, you know yeah, what also, you know what also will help you increase friendship, a really cool car from Lupian automotive. Oh yeah. Oh, see. See, there we go. All right, number seven. What was the first big soccer game you remember watching or ever or going to? Um. In, oh, geez. Um, the biggest soccer game I think I went to, like youngest at the youngest age, was uh, when my dad or actually when my par- my parents were. Um, coaching at one of their during their first years at uh, St. Louis Park High School for the varsity girls team. I think I might have been four or five. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty spectacular, even though it was a high school game that felt like a big-time deal to me. So, nice. Yeah. Um, number eight, how many donuts are you capable of eating in one hour? Um, so many. Uh, it kind of depends on like the variety. If there's a good variety, I think I could put down more if it was just like a bunch of donut holes. But, what about like a Krispy Kreme type situation? Oof, I don't know. I, I'm not a big like donut fan, but like, especially like just plain donuts, kind of like a, <laughs> you know, I need some like stuff in there, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, I don't know, probably like a box or two. So like, uh, like 24? Probably, yeah. If I if I was put up to the test and had something <laughs> on the line for it, yeah, probably something close 24. to that. Twenty-four. That's a lot of donuts. All right, number nine. Name three other NPSL North teams. Oh, is it Duluth FC? Okay, that's one. Uh, Med City and VSLT. All right. Nice. Uh, bonus question. Name a fourth one. Yeah. Oh, um, I want to say like Sioux City. Uh, close enough. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. give you the first. We'll give you the first three. All right. Uh, okay. Last question, number ten. What was the first line of your valedictorian speech? Oh God. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. First line of the valedictorian speech. Uh. I want to. I'm. I said. I think it was like something like, "Oh yeah." Um. Like four years ago, I said like, "Just do it." Something like that. But correct <laughs> See, me if I'm wrong. So the thing is, is that you could have said anything yeah, at this point, it. and it yeah. would have been. Yeah, I, mean, been... I, I guess I, I guess I did not put that together. That there's no way you would have seen that. So. 
Four years. Wow. <laughs> unless, unless you really Who took time to like watch the entire it. commencement stuff. So. Yeah, I don't even know where I'd find that. But uh, if, <laughs> if I could have found it, maybe I would have at least watched the first five minutes of it. Um, all right, Max. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today. We really appreciate it. We look forward to continuing to watch you fight for those valuable minutes, um, growing as a player and, and you know contributing this season, as well as uh, you know when you when you leave us at the end of the summer and, and you go back to school. Um, you know, we'd, we'd love to love to have you on here if you, if you had some time, but uh, we know you're a busy guy and it's getting late and got the books tomorrow. So, um, but we really appreciate having you on. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. It is almost showtime, folks. We're uh, starting off on Friday with a friendly at the Nelly, and we want to cover once again what to expect on Friday night. Uh, it's going to be our last tune-up before shit gets real, but our first opportunity to see impressive young gentlemen such as Max hit the field. So what do we want to talk about? Well, first of all, we got to get the deets down. Games, the game is at 7 p.m. at Edor Nelson Field at Augsburg College. Use your Google if you want to find out how to get there. Doors open at 6 p.m., uh, but don't forget to visit the citizens at the Viking Bar ahead of time for a few slash many quick barley pops before before the game starts. There's going to be a $10 charge at the door. Uh, you can go to Minneapolis City, MPLSCitySC.com, and get those pre-sale tickets for 8 if you want to save some bucks. Uh, members, of course, <clears throat> you can always get in free with your membership card, so make sure you got a hold of that. $3 from every one of those ticket sales are going to go towards helping supplement the U of M uh, soccer club budget. Because there's some cuts that they're taking, so they're gonna they're gonna make some money off of this game. So not only are you coming out to support Minneapolis City, but you're supporting university level soccer. And of course, it is BYOB. The rules at Edor Nelson Field are: bring your own, but it'll cost you. I think it's only five dollars for a small cooler, twenty dollars for a big cooler. Remember that you must pack in and pack out, and you so you have to drink everything from a plastic cup. If you don't have one, we will sell you one okay well sarah is making money where she can make it john now now that we have the details what can we expect to see on the field all right so thank you for asking nate Um, from, from the u of m by and large you can expect a young group of guys who will kind of fight for 90 minutes um you know a lot of guys that are used to playing together uh, maybe some some of those guys have been playing together for for upwards of, of three four years. Um, the team has concluded their season uh, with a national championship tournament uh, appearance appearance, so they're no slouch. However, they have not been playing regular soccer, so they could be a little bit rusty. So we kind of all know how that goes when you you've been away from the ball for a while. Mm. That, that that first couple. Uh, Chances where you get a first touch or that pass doesn't have enough weight on it, um, we might see a little bit of that. But they, uh, some, they'll definitely there's gonna be some jitters to shake out. You're thinking, yeah, you know, maybe. And they're playing in our house, and hopefully we pack the stands, and uh, we're real rowdy, and it's a it's an imposing atmosphere that we're getting geared up for when we get it to league play. Um, but just because they're a club team does not mean that they, they won't bring it, like I mentioned. Um, the U of M has had a long tradition of getting players that have chosen school as their first priority and forgone kind of the big soccer programs in order to get that patent or that uh, sought-after gopher degree. Um, so you're going to see some guys that, that have the talent that could, you know, maybe play on our team, um, as well as, you know, some guys that uh, – that um, you know, just just chose that school was their thing, kind of like Max did, but uh, wanted to still play at a, at a high level. Um, they typically play with one target striker that I know of, kind of like we do when we uh, we have a, a guy like Timmy in there. Um, but they do a good job of kind of getting the ball off their feet and and uh, and getting it to the oncoming wingers and, and the central midfielders that are kind of bombing through. So they like to they like to attack just like uh, like anyone does. Um, their back line's pretty stout, and they, they play pretty well with the ball at their feet. Um, I think the difference will be when you have you know guys like Will Kidd and, and hopefully Whitney running at you. It's it's a different different ball game than it is yeah. when you're playing against uh, you know um, some of the club teams in the country um, at the university level. <clears throat> Goalkeeping, uh, their goalkeeper is a is a decent shot stopper. He'll he'll get his hand on most shots, but um, potentially will give up some uh, some rebounds, some rebound opportunities. Um, hate when that happens in FIFA, but uh, love it when it happens for us. Um, so that's kind of what what to expect from uh, from the Gophers um, as far as uh, the, the Crows are concerned. Yeah, you know, man. I can... mean, we touched on it earlier. Like, I know we've been training hard. We've been getting in shape. 
but not every player, of course, on the roster is going to be available because there's going to be kids still at school. Uh, a few guys on the team have a, have a bit of a knock. So who can we expect uh, to see take the field? Well, we'll be, like you said, we'll be without a few players, uh, but still have plenty of power in the house. You know, we built the roster for instances like this and for the longevity of the season. But we'll be missing, um, as you mentioned, all the college players. Um, Nate Ingle, uh, James, and Dan O'Brien are, are recovering from uh, some knee issues. Um, and then Whitney is still TBD because of uh, the ankle injury he picked up against Shattuck. So we're, we're bringing him along slowly so that he's ready for the season to start. And then Coleman, you have to wait one more week for uh, for the Incredible Hulk to make his debut. He will be doing his, <laughs> his day job or his evening job. He, uh, he will be coaching his youth team that day, so he will not be able to make it. But um, I think, you know, some other things to, to anticipate, the, the Open Cup kind of continues to spill over. We'll see some of the guys that helped us win that Open Cup game um, and that are technically new to the team from a summer perspective in Joey, uh, Charlie, Miles, and Martin, and then hopefully Whitney. Um, and then the old boys are back. You get guys like Elder. He's, he's going to be the captain this year. Um, you'll see AO and AJ and, and Wexler and, and Will Kidd's back now that he's uh, not at Bradley anymore. He can, he can debut uh, in, uh, in the first game this year uh, with us from a, a trial game perspective. And then we have the, the full debuts of not only um, the guy you just heard from, Matt, but we have um, you know Peter Runquist and Nett uh, who's taken over that the other spot that we had in our goalkeeping room went, uh, after Duncan left. And then you'll see um, Javi Alicantra, who we we saw on the other side of the field, but now we'll get to see what he does with uh, with players, the pedigree of, uh, of what City brings in. Um, you'll also get to see a chance to um, catch some minutes from two of our development players, um, Abdi Kadi and Jimmy Farah will be uh, on hand and, and hopefully um, get some minutes and, and see how the, the big show is. And then there's a couple trial guys that are in the mix. Um, you know, uh, there'll be uh, Shea Bottom, who plays at uh, with Will Kidd at um, at uh, St. Thomas. And then uh, Jovan, who plays at St. Olaf, um, are two guys um, that we, we maybe haven't seen before if, uh, if you haven't been around city headquarters, but, uh, but definitely players that of the caliber we'd like to bring in. And then, um, you know, there's, there's word that uh, coach Pribble might uh, dip down into the Stegman's ranks and, and bring up, you know, some familiar names as well, you know, possibly seeing a guy like Nick Hutton um, join the team. Um, so we'll, we'll see there, but you also see the new coaching staff and a new plan. So new sheriffs in town and, uh, and we'll kind of see what uh, we can expect from uh, the guys in charge of the on the field product. Sweet. And then of course, as always, Nate, the new location It'll be ready to rock. Yeah. It'll be nice and loud. You know, you and I will be in a new booth. I can't we'll wait to be in an actual booth. You know, we're, uh, we're, 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 we're moving up in the world when it comes to, uh, to our announcing. So Literally up. Yeah. Above the shed level. Yeah, we're not at we're not at street level in a closet anymore. We are up high in the sky. I'm not gonna have to tell everyone where the bathroom is. <laughs> no, you're not. We're also not gonna have to fight off the weird janitor that had one eye. Oh. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we got new digs too. So that's gonna be awesome. I'm super pumped. And that is all for tonight's show, guys. Uh, huge shout out to our sponsor, Summit. Bring a massive cooler full of your favorite summit to the game on Friday and uh, kick the season off right. And if you want to get into Friday's game for free, then a membership might be right for you. It is $60, and it gets you a season pass and a fancy new membership scarf, which is a pretty sweet deal considering there are eight home games. Um, And, of course, you get a member's vote and, of course, the spiritual reward of holding soccer in your heart. (laughs) If you <laughs> if you if you're not I mean what's better than that right if you're not quite sure that you want to commit to a full season or maybe you got some busy stuff going on you're going on vacations or you're just interested in maybe checking us out for one or two games single game tickets are on sale now eight dollars will get you in if you buy ahead of time ten dollars at the door head over to mplscitysc.com and get whichever entry method you want today. Minneapolis City is out on the town. We're helping kids connect to this fine sport. We got our guy, we got our players all over town running workshops, 
playing with uh, playing with kids, getting them excited about soccer. And if you're looking to align yourself with a fine group that loves to give back, you are in luck because Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that does good on and off the pitch by providing those less fortunate with a safe, reliable place to play this beautiful game. And of course, every donation is fully tax deductible. Consider giving to the club that gives back. Hey, if you want to get a hold of us, we've made it super easy. You can just kick us a note on Twitter. We talk to people every day on Twitter at the People's Pitch or through email mcscpodcast at gmail.com. We do that less frequently because nobody talks to us on email. All questions, comments, and concerns are welcome. And finally, as always, hit the club up at mplscitysc. And that is all for this week. We will see you Friday night at the Nelly. By the time this airs, it will be only three sleeps until the Friday night friendly. We are going to talk to you next week as we prepare prepare to officially kick off the 2017 season. I cannot wait. We're going to leave you with some brand new hotness from that house band, Go Get Em Tiger. This is Highway 9. I am Nate. Thank you so much to Max. Super impressive. Great to have you on the show, Max. And that, of course, is John, and you are the fans. Enjoy your week, because Friday is going to feel like it is going to come in forever. Peace out. Such a silent dress